One, two, three. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, not yeah. even really ready, ready, and yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you were at the ready. You, you were, you were at the ready position. Your knees weren't locked. Right. Well, I yeah. mean, I've been doing athletics for forever. You know, it, yeah. I, I'm always in a ready position. Always. I live. And, I sleep just, in a ready position. And, I, and I'm just nervous. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, uh, welcome back to Obscure Broadcasting Podcast, Small Brains, Big Picks. If you want to check out the Cinco, we have a special guest on this week, and you are... I'm Casey. Nice. <laughs> and instead of introducing us, we are going to do some puns. Oh, and who are you? Oh, and uh, I'm Evan. You may know me from the other 11 episodes or 10 <laughs> Right, episodes. and if you're not liking or subscribing, you gotta. <laughs> who are you? Yeah. Oh, and our word from our sponsor, Maury's Rugs. <laughs> Maury's it was not Maury before. Maury's Murray's brother, the competing <laughs> rug supplier. Right. We, got a we have endorsements offer. from him and his competitor, Maury's Rugs. Maury's and, let's see, who's the other person? Murray's. Murray. Oh, right, yeah. Maury and Murray's Rugs. Yeah. Uh, two separate companies. <laughs> and uh, Maury, as opposed to Murray, his rugs have a fluffy quality. Mm. So if you like walking into your room and it's like your room is filled to the ceiling with packing peanuts... <laughs> And man, and man, that's funny. Um, and man, I tell you what, um, you know, a lot of people I've heard even go as far as to complain about insects or living beings in their rugs. Cats getting lost But at lost the end of the day, dying. if if you saw the most recent climate change report, it's like, why are you? Com- we need to keep these beings alive. And what better place is there than in a Maury's rug? A Maury's rug, right? When when Murray's just won't do the trick, Murray's rugs. Right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. We got to work for our producer to move on. Uh, so that's that's your one minute. They paid 50... us for two minutes. For yeah, yeah. They paid us for two minutes, but uh, we got fifteen percent off, just like you will, uh, using promo code Small Brains Big Picks. You have to use the emoticons. Okay. So here we are. We're going to do something weird here. We're going to do puns. So we're each going to feed each other a name, and uh, I'll say a name, and then Evan has to come up with a pun. For that name. I thought I was feeding you. Oh, You're feeding Casey. Casey, you had to come up with a pun. So I'll go first. Uh, my name is Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, my gosh. Picture him as a student. Mark. What are you going to tell him? He's got a Gaps, Gap sweatshirt on. It smells. Mark, you're the smartest kid in the school. What the Zuck are you not turning your homework for? He's like, I'm founding <laughs> Facebook. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, well done, well done. <laughs> Round of applause. <laughs> All right, heavy, heavy. Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit. Um, oh, this one writes itself. Well, Andy Pettit never won a Pettit. Um, Andy Petty um, for the Pettit, the, for the petite, uh, for the petite Andean Petty cure. That oh, he got. right, right. <laughs> even though Andy was, <laughs> oh my God, even. <laughs> How do you do it? <laughs> Even though Andy was convicted of petty deeds, yeah, right. he has found Jesus and since repented. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah. repetted, you might repetted, say. One yeah, might say. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, um, Andrew, I'm hitting you with I'm going to be easier at doing something else. I'm hitting you with a baseball throwback. A baseball throwback. Billy Grabarkowitz. Oh. <laughs> 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 
uh, well, when you roll a 5-7 and it's a fly ball left field C, you got to believe that unless you roll a 9, Billy's Grabarkowitzing it. <laughs> that is a Stratomatic Baseball only reference. All... <laughs> All, all of you, except for my father, who have well, never no heard idea. of Stratomatic, will not think that's funny, but it's moderately funny. I, I'm here to testify. Bill Lee could probably get a hit off Bill Lee Gerbarkowitz. Yeah, yeah. If when you when you are walking near a tree and you you reach to get rip some stuff off of it, but it hits your foot, you grab bark and wince. Grab, grab bark, bark and, and wince. wince. Yeah, yeah. The splinters. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, Bill, uh, that's uh, Billy Grabarkowitz is happy to not have existed during the Me Too movement for his Grabarkowitz behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I think there is. We often introduce ourselves in a semi quirky way, and there is no better way to introduce any of the three of us than by uh, stumbling through a weird pun, because you now know everything you need to know about all three of our personalities. Right. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. That you have a weird skill at this. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, do you want me to take us into our first yeah, episode? Take it. Take us away. Our first. Our first uh, story. Mm-hmm. So our first story. Um, we're we're calling uh, one and done. Done. Um, so nice inflection. Like the inflection. Yeah. We talked one about the inflection. Before. You got to do it into the camera. There's a comma. Yeah. One and done. Done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so the one and done, obviously, being done? NBA players, you know coming to college for one year, really not being students and really athlete students more than they are student athletes. Um, the many things that that's created in the dynamic of players not being paid and such. Um, and we wanted to discuss like what we see as the future of this in basketball as well as in other sports of like how we deal with high school athletes who already have professional level mm-hmm. talent. Um, and I wanted to push it to, to Casey, who we were talking about a story um, that is relevant to this that yeah, I think yeah, would be yeah. a good place to jump us off from. Yeah, so um, last night I saw Imani Bates, uh, top-ranked, one of the top-ranked freshman basketball players in the country, plays for Ypsilanti Lincoln High School. Um, dropped 26 last night in a regional semi, game-winning three-pointer, three seconds left. And he's had a recent interview um, in which people are saying, you know, where are you going, who's on your top five college list? And he's like, well, you know, by the time I'm a senior – I'm just going to be able to go straight to the league uh-huh. um, in light of these these recent conversations, yeah. um, which I think, I don't know, it got me thinking. And on this topic, it's like I'm thinking, what's the relationship between the NBA and the NCAA? What are those conversations like behind closed doors? Um, and the, thing, like the, the argument for the NCAA having the one and done is like, oh, well, we care about education right. or something like that. If you cared about education, is, you'd make it four-year mandatory. Right, which is bullshit. What kind of yeah, job can you get with bullshit. one year? Yeah, it's they, bullshit. They, the boosters want them to play one year. Right. Right. For um, tickets and TV or whatever. That's so interesting. And it's, of course, this is like, this is why we would have Casey on to make sure that we remember the power structures that are playing on this because it's always what, what your mind will go to. It's a beautiful thing because um, it's within everything. But the, the relationship between the NBA and the NCAA in like trying to stop this from changing is something I didn't even really think about, but it's, it's huge. It's like, that is, that is a huge obstacle to anything changing, whether everyone agrees on it or not. If the Mm -hmm. NCAA tells the NBA, like, Hey, we got, we got big money. We, you got big money. And like, we would prefer that these guys come make us money because it devalues the NCAA big time. If they're not getting the top 15 dudes, 
Because in my mind, what it was when LeBron came out would be hyper-magnified in the social media era. For sure. Because LeBron came out, he was on the cover of social media. You talk about people before him, be it Garnett, be it Kobe, be it guys even before that. Um, Moses Malone came out of high school, I think, like mm-hmm. way back. Right. Um, but it was it was like the top two guys, you know, right, of every year. Right. Now I feel like it would be it would be some number 28 guy who a team's willing to give a chance right, right. who's like maybe NBA talent, maybe not, right. would make the jump because there's 75 Ball is Life videos of him on Instagram. Especially since taking him 28th and taking a risk is much better than him going to college for one year and you not having a chance to take him because he'll go right. number one after his one right. year. I mean, I think the, the big issue here too is – is the outside of basketball aspect of this, right? Because the idea that any college is better than no college in terms of, of like, let's say you go straight to NBA out of, out of high school and you don't get out. out. Yeah. It doesn't work out. I think that if you go through, if you elect for uh, the NBA out of high school, the team that signs you has a has an obligation, just like the just like the military does, that, like, you have funded for college... Right. No matter what you do, I think like, okay, so let's say you have one year you ride the bench and you have a bad ankle injury, and you're not gonna play basketball anymore. But the Pistons, let's say it's the Pistons, say okay, like we because we signed you out of high school, we have to we're obligated to pay mm-hmm. for your college, and yeah. then you can go to a, a four, as soon as you can get into the four year university, just like the military. And NBA players do this while they're in the NBA all the time, right. so it's not even if you don't pan out, it's like. Even if you do pan out, like if college is available to you, if you want to continue, I really like that idea as well. Yeah, um, I think I, mean, the, I think it just you just blanket do it to everyone that comes out of like right. if you're Kevin Garnett or you're you're Garnett Kevin-y, like right, you know you're right, just some right. guy that never made Who, it. Who I mean didn't make it, but when we talk about hands in the low post, Garnett Kevin-y was yeah. was a legend. Um, right. was a legend in in because he was a little yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, but in all seriousness, I think that uh, you know. So the the obvious the obvious argument for dismantling one and done, which mm-hmm. in some form probably will happen soon, is why can these young people who graduate from high school, if they have the skill set to pursue any career that they choose, be it woodworking, be it the NBA, or be it throwing a baseball, or be it college, like they should have the freedom to do so. And it's just weird that just within this dynamic of sports that they aren't given that choice. Like, we fully allow kids who want to be woodworkers to try and fail that. Right. Why are we not letting kids try and fail the NBA? Right. Um, so I get the other argument, but I think, you know, yeah, it, it's like, who are we to tell you you have to go to college for a year when there's a million-dollar check on the table? Right. And to, to to put a layer on that, there's also this racial aspect. So correct me if I'm wrong. You're y'all are more familiar with baseball, but a kid can get signed out of baseball and go 100, play. Hundred percent. And, and what's the demographic of high school baseball players in the United States? Right, and we've talked about this on previous episodes. This baseball is a super white sport. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's racialized. So like, as much as I love the NBA for its, you know, social activism and silver's been great. So among the professional sports, it's great. It's great for, you know, social responsibility. But I think 
the relate. I don't know what those conversations are like behind those closed doors, but I think their relationship with the NCAA is just another example of the NFL of using black bodies for profit. To be honest with you. Uh mm-hmm. No, I'm with, and I mean, the 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 thing about that also is there's there's like an undercurrent of when we when people are saying, oh, he needs to go get an education. I think a big part of the reason that isn't said about baseball is it's like, come on. These, how are these black kids going to be successful if right. they don't go to college? It's like, a white savior complex. It, a it is, 100%. Um, and it's, so I think people, when they take the counter argument to that, need to like interrogate exactly why are you not making the same argument with other sports. Um, the, I, mean, I, I, think it should, I think it should be across all sports. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, we don't talk about on-field activity for the NFL, but the NFL should have, uh, I mean, there's another sport where you get blown out, your body gets blown out much faster than your age. Um, there's another sport that should definitely be, be making concessions and, and investing in communities more because the players that make it out of, I mean, everyone's always says like these millionaire players should be taking care of their communities. Uh, Especially Ant- you. Antoine Walker is the person like, you know, that's most like he went bankrupt basically trying to help his friends with all these bad real estate deals and whatever. But I think that like the sports and the teams, the ownership, the leagues have should be investing in this idea that um, it doesn't matter who you are, if you come to play a game, the game should f- find a way. The unions for the players should find a way that no, find a way to set you up that there is some sort of like retirement plan. And mm-hmm. I wonder if it should work like ASCAP or BMI. I mean, ASCAP or BMI are two music. Uh, unions that you like sign up for and someone like Rihanna right makes millions and millions of dollars every year so she has to pay into BMI and mm. so, and then you know places that like pay to have Rihanna so like Little Caesars Arena has Rihanna come they pay a, a fee to her to the union to have her play there and it disseminates out so like if I play a gig and I've had a bad year but I've done my requisite dues as part of the union, I'll get a check. It won't be very much money, but it'll be resulted in how much effort I put in, where I've been playing, if I've been trying to like support the union myself. But it sets people up to to, to have music be able to like be a attainable goal for some people. I mean, the check could be a hundred dollars at the end of the year, but right. still, Rihanna and other big time mega millionaires, people that make a ton of money, pay into that, and that helps it. So I'm thinking like you know, if you are Miguel Cabrera and you have a ridiculous huge contract, that there should be pressure on you that if you donate x number of dollars into this fund this music this fund for players that you know just a players union fund Mm -hmm. and you get those union dues for life i mean so if you're uh you know tom brady and you've made a ton of money at the sport and you pay into this right and let's say you pay one million dollars into this that the league has is required to match that Mm -hmm. so that and that they get and this will help yeah, this there and on top of that could be the college program that I mentioned, and I think that leagues need to think about life outside and inside of sports and yeah. um, colleges. <laughs> if I mean the colleges make a ton of ta- tax free money a lot of the time, and they should have to pay into this too. Maybe you know what yeah. I mean how many people go to college, get their body destroyed in football, right, and can't go in beyond in uh in an mm-mm. oh yeah because uh, we so we we banned football. Um, so yeah, and I think we, we got to pretty much wrap it up, but I think a good place to end on that is, uh, the three of us 
I think, agree on a lot of policy and ideas and such. Um, the question that we started this segment with, that I would end this segment with, is, of course, I think those are all great ideas. You have to question the power structures within each of these massive organizations, whether, mm -hmm. like, what would motivate these organizations to do such a thing? Because, of course, it would meet with tons of resistance. So um, probably unlikely that things where you were at are, are met, but just like Bernie Sanders, you you reach really, really high, and hopefully you push the conversation a quarter of an inch towards oh, that. You know? Drag it up a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, cool. So, uh, uh, so uh, roll that tool belt intro. Oh, yeah. Would you please, for the love of God, and your own body, hold the hammering? So we are going to do something we've done a few times before, and we're going to retire some players to go into the rafters forever immortalized in our hearts and our minds. Um, so, uh, Evan, why don't you lay your first one on yeah, us? Yeah. Um, or do so, you want to tell the story? I'll tell the story about my pick. Yeah. So I'll go first, and then you can go ahead. Um, so so this was a long time coming. Um, this, not necessarily like if you ask me my favorite player in sports, but in terms of like, I swear to God, when literally the name comes out, like all the memories that I have from my childhood, from the three world series that were, were with this dude, like it's, is Goosebump City. Goosebump uh -huh. City population Evan Sawyer. Your Goosebump fucking um, city. Goosebump fucking city. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I'm telling you, it's like, there's, there's just so many memories. And if you haven't seen it, uh, you should definitely, if you're a fan or you're not check out the David Ortiz story podcast, but big poppy. Um, it is a disservice that he's not yet in our, uh, rafters, if you Salty will. Salty and a cat um, made it in. So uh, our our literal cat, God bless her. Um, we love her. Um, made it to the rafters, and it's about time Big Poppy gets in there. Um, from everything from from the walk off hits in '04 um, to the, the MVP candidacy to the this is my fucking city after the Boston <laughs> Marathon. Yeah. Uh, the dude is in every way embodied what the Red Sox are today of not the 1918, 86 year losers, but the, this winning franchise that I have had the benefit of growing up in, man, he, he deserves a spot in the rosters. We got one saved for him. So, uh, Poppy, enjoy your time in eternity. We thank you so much. And, and again, goosebump, goosebump fucking city. Man. They're visible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Uh, okay. So we, have both wanted to retire this person since the idea of this, but we both thought the other person was going to do it. And right. he who needs no introduction, uh, Pedro Martinez, we both went baseball, but we, yeah. bo but uh, Pedro Martinez, maybe my favorite player of all time. Uh, his accomplishments can, don't need to be noted, but the year, a year when the ERA was like three, five, he had like a two, five ERA was the average. He has a full run earned run before. He had a he finished like two thousand or something or I think it was two thousand maybe it was two thousand one with a one point one three like a really low ERA. There's, there's there's really good arguments to be made that that season was the best pitching season in the history of baseball. Mm -hmm. The best player in baseball during uh, best maybe the best pitcher ever. Uh, definitely at the height of his powers for a long time. Hall of Famer already, but Hall of Famer in our hearts. Welcome to the Rafters, number forty five, Pedro Martinez. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, fun fact, though, and I'll try to find the clip here. If I can find the clip, here's the clip. And uh, I, w I would like to share this with the people in Montreal that, that are not going to have a team anymore. But my heart and my my my, my, my 
ring is with them too. But he, when he was on... When he taped up Nomar Garcia Parra to a pole in the clubhouse? No, he got taped to a pole. Oh, yeah, Nomar Garcia, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. he... It's Pedro and taped... Don Zimmer's head? That was absolutely... When he put on the Yoda mask? No, hold on, hold on here. The Phantom here of Fenway also made it. All right, Casey, you get to immortalize someone. Sure. All right, so this is like my childhood hero. Um, he's a masked man from the Pistons, from Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Always rocking tall tees, multiple tall tees. Um, when we, back when they layered tall tees. Back when they layered tall wow. tees. This is like pre or at the same time as layered polos for those in the suburbs. Um, this is a big shout out to your suburb. Yeah, yeah. The layering polos. The double, yeah, we like, don't want to leave out the yeah. layering polos, folks. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But... Man, there's just so many stories. Rip Hamilton on off days in the NBA would, to keep his wind up, even though he's the best conditioned athlete in the NBA at the time, would run a five-minute mile, right? Mm-hmm. He'd be in, he'd like, I think there's stories of him like not, practice, not practicing with the track team in high school, showing up to a track meet and running a sub-five mile. And mm-hmm. just like the way he played and he was bone thin and just battling every day mm-hmm. and he was just my favorite player there was of all time dope man. about once he got the mask and it seemed like he didn't really need to wear his it nose anymore. his nose healed I mean, and he, he was, was like, like i play better i feel more comfortable with the mask this is my right. identity and it became who he was <laughs> and yeah. it became who he was yeah. yeah so rip hamilton number 32 so rip, rip hamilton rip two, two, two members two members of the 04 pistons up yeah there. Wow. yeah and we're not even from this city and, and, and we I would say arguably we haven't even retired our favorite player on that team. Right. No, probably not. Right. Ben Wallace. Tyson. Maybe, uh, oh. You, I was going to say Tyson Prince, Prince. Really? No, I was going to say Ben Wallace. I was just talking okay. <laughs> you mean Antonio McDice? Oh, yeah. Darvin Ham isn't your favorite Darvin. player in the Pistons? Brent Berry. <laughs> so um, we, we have a, a special bonus tool belt here. Um, this is called Casey at Bat. Roll okay. that wonderful intro. Oh, what a lot to ride up to the park. Okay, so in this segment, we are going to have Casey. Poor Casey. We did this before, and it went way off the rails with our pops. Way back. Yep. But we have also known as ProCon, but in this case, it's okay. called Casey at Bat. We have come up with one pos- one, two things, and Evan has come up with something you absolutely, no matter how you actually feel about it, have to be negative about it. Oh and I have come up with something, no matter how you feel about it, you have to be positive sure. about it. I'll go first. I think you should go first. Good. Um, labor unions. Tell me why they fucking suck. Listen. <laughs> labor unions. All they do is enable workers to just take it easy. You ever heard of the rubber room in New York City with the teachers? They just show up. They play cards. They don't care about the kids. Yeah. It just... It is the uh, epitome of, of leftist mediocrity that is just tearing down our free market world. Is it snowing outside? Yeah. Snowflakes everywhere. Yeah, snowflakes. All right. So no matter what this is, you got to be super positive about it. Okay. The love of your life, just like your wife, Michigan State. Man, Michigan State is just a great school. Um, you know, um, in terms of the conduct of both their players, their administrators, and their coaches, and their athletic training staff, just morally <laughs> perfect. Um Academically speaking, they put Michigan to shame. Um, they're just it, 
just a great program with great fans and um how about the color green uh, just beautiful so it's the best school in the big 10 <laughs> the, the color best of school. life right yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. michigan state harvard academics i mean sparty sparty <laughs> okay that was well, painful. Th- there it is <laughs> Uh, right. Was it's, I allowed to be sarcastic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the idea. Okay, yeah, that's the idea. Right. Yeah. Uh, allowed to be sarcastic? <laughs> what have you been doing the last 45 minutes? <laughs> All right, so uh, our second topic that we're going to transition into here, uh, transition into here, I should say, um, is the idea of, of getting paid as a professional athlete. So you made it, they're about to roll out the carpet for you, you know you're making millions. Um, to launch us off, at least, we may go in different directions. I want to ask about, like, how would you want to get paid? Because Bryce Harper, which is how we started this conversation, mm-hmm. more or less, just signed a 13-year deal, which is an insane amount of time to be signed contractually years, with one team. 13 years, $33 million, full, that's like some, full no trade clause. Like, that's like Japanese uh, Japanese engineering company level length of a yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so the question is, like, what kind of deal would y'all, if... if Things fell right if you were six foot four and could have been an NBA player. Uh, what what kind of deal would you want? Oh man, forty mil for a year. So, or... I mean, I personally, I think that a big consideration with these big contracts. I know we're we're not being trying to be super serious about this. Is that you can establish your brand in a city, right? Mm-hmm. That you can be playing in New York and you get your face on a on a bagel, or you play in Pittsburgh and you have a a sandwich with French legacy. fries named, named yeah. after, and it's a legacy. Yeah. For me personally, I would want to take a shorter deal to to live in as many different places as possible. Um, if I could, you know, if I could live in Washington D.C., New York, L.A., and Boston, and that could be my whole career, like why not? Yeah. Or or, and to be this is also to tie into like real life stuff. I can see why Manny Machado picked San Diego. They gave him a huge contract, and San Diego is beautiful. I mean. It's I don't com- think we put enough stock into that, honestly. When 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 a guy is like, bro, but Milwaukee gave you ten million more. What yeah. are you doing going to San Diego? These guys have families. It's like, well, like his his wife really wanted to live right, in San yeah, Diego. Yeah. <laughs> like, like right, that, yeah, that's yeah. a factor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, would I mean, I, I wouldn't want to live in Milwaukee. Not, <laughs> nothing against Milwaukee. I mean, like you a little know, bit against Milwaukee. A little bit against. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's great weather. But yeah, I mean, you could say, oh. Philadelphia, for example, like I understand the argument of like the White Sox offered him a huge contract and the Padres offered him a huge contract. Unless you're playing a away game, you're not playing in snow in April like you would you could be for the White Sox yeah. outside a place called Guaranteed Rate Field. Right. Yeah, I mean Petco is not better, but it's a nice stadium as, as a as a name. Yeah, yeah. What What's the nickname for Guaranteed Rate Field? Um, New Comiskey. Okay. Is that so? It's actually called guaranteed rate. It's called guaranteed rate field. Wow, I didn't know that. I literally thought it was Gurf. Wasn't it the Gurf? Didn't have an the old Gurf. name, but going on with the Gurf. Before? U.S. Cellular was the U.S. Cellular was, was what inception I knew. name. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, personally, I like I, I think there's two arguments that I've heard, um, and one is the, one is the like, bro, you need. Are you, you've got to bet on yourself. Don't you think that you're the greatest? Like, yeah. if you're betting on yourself, you're betting on, let me sign for three years, prove to you how good I am, and then sign stupid, stellar money. Maybe that's a better argument for people who are not already going to get max money of, like, bet on yourself, short term, and then when you earn it, sign that stupid money. 
Um, the other argument is like, bro, Bryce Harper said is all he cared about apparently was like, I want to know, I want somewhere that I'm going to end my career. Like I want stability for myself and my family. I want as long as possible. I know I'm going to get paid to a level where I'm good. Like I'm chilling no matter what the money is. So I might as well set up my family for like as much longevity as possible. I think they're both interesting arguments. Are you going to bet on yourself? Because obviously athletes are hyper competitive. Or like, are you going to look at them more as humans of like, you want somewhere stable to live, you know? Yeah. One other thing under, under that I'm considering is like, so say Bryce Harper signs this, he did sign this deal, right? You need multiple pieces to win a championship, mm-hmm. a World Series. Especially Does that dissuade other big-time players from coming to your team because you're the man and you're the man for 13 years, period? Yeah. Plus no, cap room, you know? Not, not in Philadelphia. They've got deep pockets. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, baseball's already looking into, like, he's made some comments, like, right away. That Start, Mike Trout was that Mike that that like the reason they didn't go after Machado is they're saving money for Mike Trout. So maybe it's an attractive thing. I maybe mean, it's a LeBron it's like, type thing, right? Like, like you got to bring more talent okay. this way. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, in baseball, it is a huge contract. So is 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 Bryce Harper? And we're not going to really talk about Bryce Harper specifically, but if you go year by year, Bryce Harper is not. Nah. Nah. Twenty sixteen, he was really he's, good. He's like he's like our reactions to Milwaukee. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, Don't know enough about baseball. <laughs> um, but, but let me open this up as a question. So let's say um, in, you're going to get a contract as your player. You can choose two years for $12 million, and then that's going to be like the end of your top earning period. You're, you're like a lower-level player, not like a, a, okay. a, a, a perennial all-star. You, you have a chance for two years at $12 million or $1 million for 24 years. This like is, this is, this is similar to the Bobby Bonilla thing. What this is not. Okay. It wasn't deferred money. It was because of how he got released and then traded. How the the money went. But Bobby Bonilla will still for, be for the next for, for the next eighteen some odd years gets one million a little over one million dollars. He retired when two thousand one or two. Jeez. Um, and uh, Bobby Bonilla gets a one point two one point one million dollar check from the Mets every year on July first uh, until for you know, whatever it is, for right. 17 more years. And and wait for it. The I didn't notice until I researched it. He also gets a $500,000 check from the Orioles. Because no, of the same deal. Chilling. I mean, so, for me, A, that type of money is just difficult to conceptualize for me. Um, but, so, I, I feel like regardless, I'm like, shit, I could make a million dollars last 11 lifetimes, as long as if right. I didn't change my lifestyle. Um but I, I feel like when you, when you hear stories of especially these lower-level players, because that's who we need to think about more when we're talking about money in sports. Like, the LeBrons and the Bryce Harpers of the world, they're going to be good no matter what. Like, it, it's really not an issue. Um, but thinking about the lower-level players maybe having shorter careers, like, there are so many stories of people bankrupting themselves shortly after you're Antoine, 32. Antoine Walker. Antoine right. Walker, so many NFL players. You're 32, you cashed in on a few million dollars, but you're living that lifestyle alongside the star on your team, trying to keep up that appearance and keep up that lifestyle because you think the money's going to keep coming. And then you're 32, you didn't go to college, you don't necessarily have a skill set. Maybe you're not one of the lucky ones who has like a broadcaster-type personality where you can transition into another role in the game. Um, 
and like what do you do? Um, so you, I think you got to go for the Bobby Bonilla deal. Right. Yeah, Bobby Bonilla. I mean, to 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 the effect of like we don't know what Bobby Bonilla's life circumstances are, mm-hmm. but in my mind, Bobby Bonilla didn't have a huge long contract. He has a lot of home runs. I think he has like over two hundred home runs. But um, I would I would take the one million dollars for twenty four years. I think that you can have good years and bad years, but you can bank on that money. Whereas if it's like, okay, I made $24 million in two years, I, I'm not going to make much more money at baseball, at playing professional baseball. So now I'm, I got $24 million sitting in the bank, you know, minus taxes and everything. And that's got, I'm 32 years old. I've got 50 years left of my life. Right. Is there any argument for the fast money? I feel like it's the argument for the, for the long for money, the slow money, the smart intelligent argument makes sense is there any argument for the fast money buy a ton of land you could buy a ton of land so if you're smart if you get the right people around you maybe more money fast offshore um, business addresses right uh get on the donald trump plan like yeah. lie your way through all your taxes become, you can become president right become, yeah <laughs> that's the argument that, that's could the become short president. Argument. this is that the last word on this topic is take the fast money take the big deal for short term if you want to run for president uh, last I checked, there is an election in 2020. Um, Bobby Bonilla, Bob, 2020. Bobby, we have elected people less qualified Bonilla than Bernie. Bobby Bonilla before. So. Bo- Bonilla, Bobby Bonilla Harris, Bernie. 2020. 2020, yeah. I think he'd actually be more of like uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth yeah. Warren, Bobby Bonilla, 2020. So, uh, wow. I, I don't want to warn you now a little early, but uh, I... We gotta get t-shirts I, I went made. To, I went we gotta to the, get t-shirts made. I went to the doctor recently and... Uh, they told me that, that I had a, a Bonilla burn. A Bonilla burn? <laughs> a Bonilla burn. Yeah. So I, I'm on some antibiotics. From Maury's Rugs? I was rolling around in the Maury's Rugs yeah. um, because a, a, a fucking insect, a cockroach this big, jumped out of the Mooney Rug or the, <laughs> the Murray Mo- Rug. That, that's the problem. You, brought, you bought a knockoff brand. I bought a knockoff Mooney Rug. <laughs> Big old cockroach, this big jumps out of it, and now I got a Bonilla burn. Yep. Uh, vote for Bonilla burn 2020. That's all I can say. Is it bobbing up or, or no? Yeah, uh, bobbing up, bobbing down. I, I don't want to warn you now, but uh, uh, well, let's get out of this. Um, get out of this. <laughs> yeah. um, so here we go. Uh, we're gonna make some bold predictions here. Um, right. uh, can I start off? Because uh, yeah, please, I please, have, Evan, have... Evan, please. Be I was just like, that was just like. That was just like home. I just had flashbacks to you being seven years old and dad walks in the room and goes, Evan, Evan, Evan. Right. Um, he is one person that is guaranteed to watch this, so be careful yes. what you say. Yes, thank you for uh, watching. All 12, <laughs> all 12 of our views come from, from our father, Brian Sawyer. Um, so, Maybe this uh, one will have a couple of views from... Uh, we'll put some chiropractic... We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll lace them in. So you have to watch. I'm going heavy on the BCCs on my email after this. Um, yeah. So, uh, first of all, um, I have two guest ones, and I'll hand it off, and then I'll do mine later. Um, the guest predictions are from one of my students, uh, Delano, said that he believes that the um, Lakers, this isn't that bold, but the Lakers are most definitely out of the playoffs and that their team Fair. will in many ways disassemble um, in the offseason. And coming to you from a, a sophomore at my school, Shakaya. Um, Shakaya said that she thinks by the year 2030, um, the internet will so heavily take over the way we interact 
that like brick and mortar in person stores will basically entirely be a thing of the past. They'll just be warehouses, um, and we will only be shopping online, be it groceries or anything. Wow. Uh, yeah, I wonder. Coming to you hot from a sophomore. Uh, yeah, Chicago. she's right. She's yeah. probably right. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, when when drone delivery drone technology gets completely sorted out, how it's so going to work? I mean, that that that's it. No one's ever leaving their house. Local yeah. kale by drone. Yeah, by drone. In ten years. My my thing is my thing is, is I know this is happening. I, you heard it here first, and this is not my bold prediction. Yeah. It should be my that people are that's going to be a news story when drone thing comes comes like first on the scene in a big way that people are going to be shooting them down. To, yeah. to get whatever's inside. Imagine how many pounds of kale from dr- kale drones. It's gonna go are black market year. kale drones. <laughs> black market kale drones. It's gonna go from the buy local movement to the buy shortwave kale or buy buy shortwave drone movement. Yeah. Like yeah. this this type of drone can only travel thirty miles max, so you need to buy from shortwave <laughs> drones. Yeah. Buy local drone produce. Yeah. Twenty forty. Right. Yeah. Start the campaign now. Yeah. We'll Bobby Bonilla is like the seventh term in office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my. Right. He's gonna change. He's gonna get some amendments going. He's he's got a million dollars coming in every year, so he's right. he, he knows how to structure the long term deal. Right. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, you want to hit this next? Uh, my bold prediction is Stephen Wright. Oh, I'm slightly serious now. Stephen Wright, um, who got today suspended for eighty games, yeah. will never pitch for the Red Sox again. Man. Okay. We'll see. We'll, I'll see you in June. Um, my bold prediction, I'll let you end, Case, uh, is is that um, in, the, in a way, I don't believe this in the sense that I don't not believe it, but I think it is extreme. I personally think it's extremely bold. Like, I would be super unsurprised if it happens, but I think there is a certain universe where it happens after all that has accumulated, uh, accumulated together. I, think I have no Bryce, idea where this is Bryce going. Harper is the 2019 NL MVP. Mm. I think you're wrong. And puts together an unbelievable season. And I'm going to add to my prediction, and the Phillies win the NL pennant. And lose the Red Sox. And lose the Red Sox, of course. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. My bold prediction is that Gordon Hayward's 30-point games for the remainder of his career are dependent upon whether he has visible bruising in his eye or not. No, I'm just kidding. My actual prediction is that the Warriors, due to <laughs> I was, the improvement... I, I was like, Bruce, in his eye. Like, how are we going to prove whether he's right or not? <laughs> no. yeah. You need an uh, epidermis to yeah. just investigate every game. We have one outside. We have one on call. Perfect. We have one on call. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where uh, they just get droned in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the Bonilla plan. Yeah, oh Bonilla care. <laughs> Bonilla care for but, all. Bonilla care for all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what meaning meaning you have to do three days of work and you get paid for ten years. <laughs> That's Bonilla care. Bonilla care, yeah. For, Gu- all, for all. Guaranteed income as long as you farm kale for a couple days. And and and, 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 and don't worry folks, I know what you're thinking, how would that ever work? The Mets are gonna pay for it. <laughs> oh no. Oh, okay. Something about the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, so maybe I'm hung up on this like Rockets beating the Raptors away. But I think they'll beat up the Warriors enough to wear the Warriors and like the kind of looming what's happening next summer thing that we're going to see a six-game NBA Finals this year. Six With the Warriors winning, of course. But 
Okay. To six. Warriors over. I'm gonna push you. Warriors over. Bucks, Raptors, Sixers, Man, Celtics. I guess Pacers. Bucks. Why not? Bucks. Okay. Yeah. Yep. There it is. Yeah. All right. It's on tape. Well, thank you so much for watching. This has been Small Brains Big Picks. Big thank you to our guest Casey. Without a doubt, man. Uh, Thanks, we y'all. can't wait to have you back on. Um, sure. So, when you're sitting at home and loneliness is sudden, you just want to rub your face on the floor, and you've got splinters. I know. I know how long we have. I, I, I know we've minutes. all been there. I know I've been there. I I know from experience a face full of splinters is no good. So buy a Mori rug. Or a Murray rug. Or a Murray rug. But, but not a Mooney rug. <laughs> never a Mooney rug. Bad. Bad news. Official rug of the American Depression. An official rug of Small Brains Big Picks. It's Small Brains Big Picks. It's been okay. an incredible pleasure to have you. And Thank you so much. Thank Casey again. Uh, um, and uh, as mammals. No, <laughs> Bye. Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir. Al Peterson. <laughs> you got sw- you uh, Swahili. Swahili. Urakoze.